1: All right, I
0: get the thumbs up to do a podcast with Al. Al, how are you? Uh, Oh, pretty good. I've got to, uh, real quick, i got to get back to this tipping thing real quick. Yeah. I didn't tweet at you, I didn't text you, I figured I'd save it for today. Because I had this happen over the weekend. I know you love this topic.
1: The topic of tipping, sure, I love
0: it. Yeah, so on Saturday, we uh, came back into Manhattan for my wife's birthday. Wound up taking, she's a huge Friends fan. Uh, my boys actually like the show too. So, like for her birthday, I took her to the Friends Experience. How was that? On, it, honestly, I'm not a Friends fan. Uh, the show's okay. I don't, you know I like it. It was it exceeded my expectations. Wow! I actually really enjoyed it. It was an hour and a half. You go at your own pace. Couldn't have been better. Now we talk about all this nonsensical tipping. So in this place, they've got all these sets made up of the apartment, the guy's apartment, the coffee shop, like. All these scenes from the years and years and of the And you show. can sit
1: in there and take photos? Yes. As many as you want. How do they stop everyone from needing to be in the photo? You're online. Okay. So
0: you, you know, you're kind of online. You follow
1: in line. And
0: every time before you get to a prop set, there's an area where there's memorabilia so that you're not just standing there. There's things to look at. And you can really take as much time as you want. But when you get to the prop set, like the the pivot couch scene with the, they got the stairs. There's a, an employee that's sitting there and they're like, listen. And they tell you in the beginning, you have your card, scan your card. We are going to take a professional photo of you, but we'll be more than happy to take a picture on your camera too. Not it's up to me to do it. They will do it. When I tell you that not one, not two, but every single one of these employees was not only willing, but more than happy to snap as many photos as you wanted and, after they took their professional photo, it was the nicest group of people I've ever seen. And we got done with the tour. And I said to my wife, why didn't I tip these people? Like, they couldn't have been nicer. And I went in. I went to the last person in the coffee shop. And I gave her $10 to where she, you would have thought I gave her a million bucks. And I'm thinking, that's how you tip people. Right. Because so you their service of was you good. Said,
1: that was so good. I should give them a few bucks. Yes. Not, I'm obligated now to give this person a couple dollars. Agreed.
0: And I'll give you one more on the day for the tipping. We went to Little Italy for dinner right after. To a really nice, place was great, awesome. The bill was more than it should have been. I'll get to that in a minute too. The bill comes, and I guess it said any bill over $100, they automatically add a 15% gratuity. Okay. If you would like to add more, please feel free. To which I did to make up, I think I gave them 21 or 22%. If you figure out the math, I like to make it an even number at the bottom. Yeah, I like an even number as well. I had no problem with that. Now, I don't usually like being forced to give a tip. The 15% was on it. But it wasn't like they put 25%. Right. They didn't even put 20%. And I bet you a lot of people just say, oh, the tip's on there and walk out. Correct. And they short their staff. Last one, and then I'm sure you've got a million things.
1: Oh, yeah, Jerry, you know me.
0: When you go to a restaurant... And they read off the specials to you. What does that signify to you?
1: Um, well, one, I, I can't pay attention enough. Like, I want them to okay. write it down. But I, Fair I'm enough. always told that this is the stuff they need to get rid of. They
0: need to get rid of. I always thought it would be a little less because it was a special. Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. That's like, what uh, I here's the
0: sale item. Yeah. So I was about to get this spicy shrimp dish that was like $45 the or something. The special. The guy talks about the specials, really broken English, something about a cheese wheel and homemade pasta. And it was my one day I've been off pasta for two weeks now, but I figure we're going to Italian restaurant one day. I'm going to get off it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the homemade pasta. It's a special. So I order it. And as I order it, Matthew goes, oh, you're really going to, what did he say? You really want to burn up that uh, check? I'm like, why? He's like, well, what you just ordered. I'm like, it was a special. What do you mean? Apparently, there was black truffle shavings on it, whatever that is. My, my son worked in a restaurant for a year. He goes, You'll see. So, after we finish, before the bill comes over, I'm like, All right, over under on my special. I'm like, I'll set it at 40 bucks. Kim goes, I'll take the over. My other son's like, I don't know. I'm like, Okay. Matthew goes, Over, way over. I'm like, For a homemade pasta, like, it was good. Well, not good. $109. For your dish? Apparently, the amount of
1: black truffle. I guess this black truffle is really expensive. You know it was a big truffle guy? Remember, uh, Craig used to love to get truffle it stuff. It doesn't taste like anything, though.
0: Yeah. I tasted one with the... It was gross. So I literally sat there. The meal was good. After I picked all the truffle off and put it to the side... And it was $109.
1: Right. The thing that made it $109 you picked off and put on the side. I didn't even
0: hear that there were truffles on it. I don't even know what a truffle is. I don't either. It looked like chocolate, tasted like crap. That's all I can tell you. I'm sure it's probably something people will write me and say, how could you say it's not good? It's right. amazing. It wasn't. It sucked. But 100 bucks I
1: spent on Damn. a pasta dish. <laughs> One oh nine, just for your portion. (laughs)
0: Just for mine, man. You Uh, had the
1: whole family there.
0: My wife got the you know big pasta dish. It was twenty eight dollars. The boys got pizza, eighteen dollars each. Hundred bucks. One oh nine. What an ass.
1: Well, you you set the whole thing uh, completely off of its um, axis. Yeah, the average. You really knocked the average up. God, average per meal. Yes, and the tip goes up. Oh, I feel like an idiot now. Your tip goes up. Anyway.
0: Mm. There's my tipping
1: and weekend, sorry. I need ideas for um snacks to eat at work. Well, because you're bored. I, I for whatever reason, when I'm here at work, I'm starving all the time. Yeah, so am I. I so am I. But I'm at home, I could go all morning and not eat. Because you're staying busy. Yeah. So I, like I eat like a I get have a Jones bar at seven. What the hell is a Jones at, bar? It's like a granola bar. Okay. I have that at uh Six twenty. That's the first thing you eat for the day. No, I eat a, when I'm at home. I eat a big thing of yogurt with blueberries and granola. I mean, a big thing, Jerry. <laughs> I eat that at two a.m. Holy crap!
0: So you're not into this whole fasting? No, for fifteen or sixteen hours. You wake up,
1: you eat. Eating, right, immediately. Okay. Then I get to work, and you eat. I have a banana at at uh,
0: <laughs> and at I'm the four, fat at
1: four a.m. <laughs> right, six twenty. I have this Jones bar. I'll tell you what I have been doing, but I, I, I'm tired of it. Okay. I have been eating a big spoonful of peanut butter. That's awesome. Like twice a show. Yeah, I like that. I'm just getting annoyed by like I'm. It's You're not bored. Doing, yeah, it's not doing it for what me. But beef, I don't
0: know what else. Beef jerky, which is very expensive right now. Yeah, but it is very good. I you won't eat. I'll tell you what, a great snack, but you won't eat it is the hard boiled egg.
1: Yeah, I hate a hard-boiled... So, I love eggs, hate a hard-boiled
0: egg. You have three hard-boiled eggs? You're good for a couple of hours. Yes, I know. But you don't like that. No. Nah. Um, you could can, can microwave the eggs. I know you're not going to do that. Because I'll I eat eggs for lunch when I go home. So that's out. Um, I know, is
1: what I'm saying,
0: Jerry. Uh, yeah. You could bring in a piece of grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with, I do that from time to time. You could make meatballs and put them in the refrigerator. You could bring... Two balls in a sack. <laughs> two balls in a sack. I see. That would be you, tasty. You could do that. Um, trying to think, just based on how you eat, what else you could have. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's well, you've lim- You've limited yourself in what you eat. Yeah, that I have done, and that to me has been, for the last couple of weeks, I've been off bread and pasta, and it is really difficult um, from the standpoint of what's in my house. What's available, and when you don't eat pasta or bread, uh, it, it sandwiches are kind of out. Although yep. I did go buy Ezekiel bread. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I will start making a couple of sandwiches from time to time again. There's just there's not much. Like I, you know, I don't. Yeah. I went to Atlantic City last Friday night. No joke. We went to watch this cover band play. And know they had pretzels out and all this stuff. I went to the snack bar and like the the souvenir shop and I bought this big bag of beef jerky. I'm having tequila and beef jerky. My wife's like, what has happened to you? I'm like, well, I'm trying to do this. Yeah. Like he does not Yeah, there's, there's not much you can
1: eat. Yeah. You
0: really do limit yourself. Very much. So even going out to dinner, unless you go to a stay, like the Italian restaurant we went to, I was going to end up getting the spicy shrimp dish. But if
1: I didn't get that out,
0: there's not much else on the menu to order.
1: Yeah. The, the, Yeah. Right, it's it's mainly steaks is like... Right, and I don't think this
0: place, this place did have a grilled chicken dish, and I would have had to tell them to not put it over the angel hair pasta that it came over, but they didn't have a steak dish on the menu. It was loaded with Italian foods and cheeses and pastas. I'm like, they're for her birthday, but I'm like, there's nothing to eat here.
1: Yeah, restaurants are tough. I went to, uh, I specifically went to a... uh, what they call a greasy spoon diner yesterday because Bruce Springsteen goes there and I was hoping to bound, run into him. I did not. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's why I figured you would have led with that this morning at five o'clock if you did. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: Roberto's Freehold Grill I went to. Okay. I could not fathom Bruce Springsteen walking in there.
0: It yeah, is a that's, tiny... That's the
1: beauty of it. It's a. It's no bigger than this studio with the counter, a couple tables. And What would you eat? I get steak and eggs everywhere I oh, go. Oh, okay. Scrambled eggs, some steak. It's delicious. Coffee. But, uh, yeah, I was hoping to run into Bruce Springsteen. Did mm. not happen, Jerry. I'm sorry to hear that. Unfortunately, did not happen. You don't get tired of the steak over and over? No. See, I do. I, I mean, I eat chicken as well, but I like a ground beef, steak, chicken, eggs. The thing that is amazing I don't get sick of is eggs. I eat eggs every day.
0: See, I did that for a while. It's hard for me to make eggs now. Yeah. Like, just the thought of them sometimes. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm getting with this scoop of peanut butter yeah. in
0: my mouth. And I love the peanut butter. Yeah. Because I don't do that often. It is What good. about cashews? Unsalted raw almonds do that. or cashews? I have those at home. I could do a little cashews. I mean, a good handful. I'm not saying have the four like Howard Stern used to recommend.
1: Then for a snack, you have four cashews.
0: <laughs> have a good handful. You know? I could do that. You could even get them with sea salt on them.
1: Yeah. The ones I have at home now that I got it from Costco are the raw ones. Okay. Very good.
0: Yeah, so you could bring those in. Very good. I think we're making headway here. Lots All right. Things.
1: Cashews. I'm going to try cashews next.
0: Are you a celery guy? What about like a celery uh, and peanut butter boat?
1: Oh, that's interesting. That
0: is phenomenal. a well, hummus.
1: Very hard to find a good hummus that's uh, mm. not filled with uh, bad All right. bad ingredients. I mean, I'm trying to help here. Yeah, no, no. It's difficult. That's a difficult one. No, you helped. Cashews, very good. That's okay. a good idea. And uh, maybe the celery adding something to my mm-hmm. peanut butter might yeah. help.
0: I know you wouldn't do it, but when I was a kid, we used to do um, 2 one of two things. Cottage cheese with the celery. I love cottage cheese, but uh, whatever. Or we used to fill the celery with cream cheese.
1: Mm-hmm. That was delicious too. Could also do. Oh, you ever do apples and peanut butter? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's a good one too. That'll probably be my snack today when I get home at mm. two o'clock. All right, maybe I'll be, listen, Jerry. Look for this tomorrow. I might have some additional snacks. So I have a little more peanut butter left that I could scoop up and before I give that a rest and then suck it down and then suck it down. Random thought I had today: I saw a horse on television. You know, there are places where there are wild horses. Not yeah. wild. No weird wild stuff. Like there are places in the world where where horses roam. Yeah, where no one owns them. Yeah, that's so a lot of land out there, man. Just horses.
0: You ever watch the Nat Geo channel? I used to. I tell you, they have some shows. There are places in this world that are the most beautiful, and still not even you know, no one's living there. No one's come in knocking trees down. No one's building anything yet. I'm sure at some point they will, but it's a big world, man.
1: It's yeah, just wild horses like running on a beach somewhere. Like, I would think what?
0: Iceland might have wild horses. Yeah. Seems that's like great, there's a lot of land.
1: That great Rolling Stones song, Wild Horses. Yes. Wild horses. That was a random thought. <laughs> it was. I saw it on TV. I was like, man, there's like wild horses somewhere. Like horses are one of those things where you think somebody owns this animal. Right. That every horse has an owner. And not all are. Not true. Then I got. I had. A, I thought I had a really good discussion with Gina this weekend about... Uh, about audience and what people consume Mm -hmm. and like how difficult of a time we're at to know what to talk about. I find myself struggling with this sometimes, like as far as like on the radio and things Mm -hmm. like you have to, you're making big, big assumptions that other than talking about the NFL, everything else is a wild assumption that's that your audience is seeing it or watching it.
0: True. I mean, I'll come back to what I've always said for years and years to you, and I, I still think it applies. I think yeah. the audience has to like you. I are mean, many times I used to listen
1: to Mike and the Mad Dog and didn't give a goddamn about what they were talking about. Yeah. But I wouldn't turn it off. It was Mike and Chris. Yeah, but I wonder now with so many options, if people go, I, well, I like them, I'll come back when they're talking about something. I, I want suppose.
0: About. I mean, I, listen, I do. I listen to Brandon and Sal driving home almost every day, regardless of what the topic is. Um, I like those two guys. Uh, perhaps if I'm a fringe listener, then I'm gone if I don't like the topic. That's for that's for damn sure. Yeah. If I don't let's say it's Mike and Lou in the afternoon and I turn it on the day after a big Nets win, whatever. I'm just throwing something out there and I want to hear what they have to say, and then they start talking about the Knicks and I'm like, well, I had enough of that. <laughs> I'm gone. I think that's very difficult when you're talking about the listener that's sort of a listener and sort of has their attention in other places. And isn't yeah. like for lack of a better term, a die, not a diehard, but someone that's there every day. You know, well, We do have that. We do have a lot of listeners that are there every day regardless right. of what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I always always thought about though like the the you have to get the other people as well, right? Otherwise, you have a, a small, really sure. hardcore group. I mean, you but you can't, I can't even, please everybody. But I'm even wondering like what things can you... Now, nothing's ever going to be everybody. So you can't say... You could say... I could assume that people who listen to WFAN watch the NFL. Yeah, I would, sure. I think that's a I think that's a really good assumption yep. you can make. I don't know about the like how much of the other ones you could say I I can make this assumption. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can also make the assumption that the majority of people who listen to WFAN have Netflix. I think most people I would agree with that. Yes. But I think when you get to the other streaming services now you're Well you, Netflix is by All alone,
0: personally. They were the first. I mean, I remember the guy, Dallin Cuff, I used to work with at Columbia. He had Netflix before I ever heard of it. So I do agree with you. They were the first ones. They're going to be the biggest. There's no
1: doubt about that. So I think you're right about that. But to say like, oh, um, our audience is watching the Patriots documentary on Apple Plus. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Because not everybody has it. You're right. Or not the majority of people don't have right. it. Right. But you
0: would expect the majority of people to have Netflix. Right. Yeah, it's weird. But even the NFL, I've, I can use the example of my brother. My brother's a big Giants fan. We're talking Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, as he has said to me. He goes, I love you. You're my brother. I'm out. I'm tired of hearing about the Jets. And he will go to ESPN radio or he'll put his music on. He's not and like he said, he goes, I'll listen as much as I can. But there are certain topics I'm not interested
1: in. Yeah. And that's the weird thing I think about. New York versus the other markets. Yeah. Where everyone you could assume if you're listening to W E I in Boston, you are a Red Sox fan, a Bruins fan, a Celtic fan, and sure. a Patriots fan.
0: Let me ask you this question. Even something as simple as all right, so we have six sixty AM that pretty much simulcasts one oh one nine. Sometimes we break away. What if? Think about our demographic. Men twenty five to fifty four is the most important that we work that we deal with. What if you made 660, 24, and I mean this, 24-7 hockey, Rangers, Islanders, and Devils, and you gave hockey fans a legit, not once every eight months we're going to put a coach on for 10 minutes, but you knew you go to 660, they're talking New York hockey, and if it's not taking calls, you're hearing from the Rangers coach once in a while, you from really things you don't get around here, I actually think that would do relatively well. Yeah. Because it's isolated, it's it's targeted, and it's filling a need that right now there's a big void. And I think you see these arena. I mean, they put 80,000 people at MetLife Stadium two days in a row, and the tickets on the secondary market were outrageous. You can't tell me there's not a market for it for men 25 to 54. That's the audience.
1: So let's say they played all their games at MetLife Stadium how long before there was no longer 80,000 people in mm, It's and it 81 got... games. It's not 16
0: games, right? Like I can make the case. If you play 81 football <laughs> games, you're not packing oh, yeah. in 80,000 no fans. Right. But I mean, the Rangers put 20,000 in and have every single game. It's not 80. It'd be 41 home games, not 80. Sorry. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know, but you probably get 40,000 every game.
1: I bet. I would think. Yeah, it's just such a weird – it's a weird time to be in. And, like, radio is a mass medium, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not niche. So you've got to be talking about the things that you think most likely your audience. Yeah. And it's just so much harder now than it used to be, right? The assumption was, okay, if you were going to do pop culture stuff, you could talk about American Idol. Everyone was watching American Idol is getting insane numbers. There's almost nothing – like that. Not right now. Um, i trying to think what's out Like, there. I think a great example is what, what so this weekend, entertainment story-wise, was Shane Gillis hosting Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. There are an enormous amount of people that have, as he said in his monologue, you have no idea who I am. Yeah. There are people that are hardcore into him. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, Saturday Night Live put him on, but they don't have a huge audience. Not anymore. And... You can't assume the audience saw that at all. No. So is that off the table for a topic? or Not a topic, for something to be discussed?
0: I don't think anything's off the topic because I'll always come back to if you're a Boomer and Geo fan, you're going to put it on. That said, I don't know that you're doing an hour on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you have to, and I even think about this with games too. So like if you're talking about the Yankee game or the Met game, that happened the night before, I do think you still have to approach it as if the audience didn't see it. Like, to jump in and be like, start right at in the third inning when they, like, w- what are you talking about? Versus football, because I think, like you said, it's like a you're doing once a week versus all these games. Mm-hmm. So it, Right, right. Even, like, a big-time Met fan is not
0: watching every game because they yeah. simply can't. That is very true, especially when you run into families that have kids that are playing youth sports. There's... <laughs> 162 games you might be lucky to see 90 of them yeah that's probably true yeah and that's a big number
1: yeah yeah it's weird
0: i think you know the youtube of of our society has made it to where and the podcast granted there might be too many of them but the podcasts too if you're interested in a topic you can consume that topic 24 7 in different ways whereas this is all encompassing and you're trying to satisfy tons of different people. Right. Which is hard to do, which is where the personality comes in.
1: I also think it's weird that radio shows, they try, we podcast everything. Yeah. But radio shows content is spread over for, is really to be consumed by people dropping in and out. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet we're, a podcast is consumed and I'm going to put this on from start to finish and hear the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So when we make radio shows, we take a radio show and repackage it to a podcast. We're repackaging it into something it isn't. Correct. Just like we don't, you wouldn't put Gary, Keith, and Ron simulcast on Fan because they're doing a television mm-hmm. show, and we're doing a radio show. It's just like I was thinking. Like, let's say I had a random radio station where I didn't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. and I cut a deal with Joe Rogan, and I use Joe Rogan just because he has. By all accounts, the most popular podcast, and I said to Joe Rogan, "I'm going to do a deal. Um, we're going to take your podcast, and we're going to run it on the radio station." Which ESPN does that on satellite, by the way. How? Oh, so with what?
0: They have ESPN podcasts on Sirius. They take certain podcasts and they just they run them twenty four seven. It's like a podcast channel.
1: Yeah. So I think if I were to do that, if I were to take ninety two three, and I'm going, mm-hmm. oh, we're not going to do uh, ten ten wins anymore. Ninety two three is going to be the Joe Rogan Channel. That would fail miserably. It might. I don't know. It, you're probably right. I don't know because Joe Rogan's not is doing a podcast not for people to drop the needle on and hear. It's more of a full. That's the thing. Like with radio, it's like it's a it's a constant like reset. It should be a constant like reset and. Uh, what are we talking about, and what? That's why, like when I used to work the Imus show
0: as Breen's tape op, when I would fill in, and I would always be like, you know, he would say, "I need seven clips basically for six twenty and seven 20 Like, all right, well, what are you doing later? And he was like, "No, it's fine." He goes, "Because the people that are listening at eight, in the eight a.m. hour were sleeping at six o'clock, and the people in the nine o'clock hour were not around at seven o'clock," and he would always talk about how. Really, you had, like, a 45-minute window where you thought someone might listen for, but that would be – like, someone listening for four hours was insane. No one's doing that. And then they would always joke about the 9 o'clock hour. The audience is much different because people are in their office buildings now. No one's driving, and no one's heard anything. And so they would rerun things. Sometimes they'd run the same clips every hour if it was good. Yeah. But you have to have hosts that are going to sell that. Most hosts get very bored with the same – even though it's new to the audience, they're like, this again? So it takes a lot of um I don't know if training is the right word, but it takes a lot of getting used to. Yeah. For sure. Because if you think like if you got a great piece of audio at six twenty, why would you not run it again at seven twenty and eight twenty? And game winning right. shots we do that. But there's a lot of times I won't run the same stuff more than more than once or twice.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like uh with with play by play from a game. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you're right. If you were to run back a a, a Shannon Sharp, Ojo Cinco discussion about women's feet mm-hmm. and you played it at 620, it I'm was hilarious. I'm probably for a moment of the day now. Yeah.
0: As opposed to what I really should do is play it again at 730, and it, the, but you don't get the same reaction from everybody in the room. Right. Even though it was probably great and the people listening like it.
1: Yeah, what hard a battle. Hard to recreate
0: that. Very hard to recreate that. And I do think that fourth hour. I know you always say two. I think three hours, especially with two guys solo. You want to tell me a solo person doing a two-hour show? That's that makes sense to me. Two guys, three hours to me is perfect. That fourth hour is hard. Yes, it's just you've talked about everything there is to talk about already. So, oh, Let's reset, do it again. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Four
1: hours a lot. It is, and you that's see. where I think the call. If you had good callers, yeah. They work. But what's funny is the callers here, at least in the morning, and I don't know about the rest of the day, when the topic is not sports, the callers are so much better. Okay. Well, maybe because
0: sports is black and white in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think so. You know, there's only so many different opinions you could have. Should have taken them out, shouldn't have taken them out. You know, meaning a pitcher or... Yeah,
1: yeah. so on the show today at 9 o'clock, they they did the... uh, the, the trans women athletes playing women's sports. Mm-hmm. We know the arguments on both sides. yeah. So I was trying to screen calls that would be good, and I was not coming up with a lot. Right. It was either people that wanted to agree with Boomer and Gio without adding anything, so that's kind of pointless to me. And then the other argument for it has already come up in the discussion against it. So it was hard to, like, find something that was fresh or that wasn't already. Like, that's a topic that's been right talked about and talked about. How much about fresher it. are you
0: going to get? Right. You know, I told you my take last week, and that's start new transgender leagues. And the argument, well, there's not enough. Well, you know what? When Major League Baseball started, I think there were six teams. <laughs> like, right. you got to start somewhere. We're going to just wait till there's millions of transgender people? I mean, or you have to play the way you were biologically born. And if that means a girl's running around on the court, but she was a man, well, then that's what it's got to be. There's got to be lines drawn somewhere. And we can't just, there's too much in life where we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants, you know, but Hmm. whatever. That is a topic, though, that will get people talking. I mean, there are certain hot-button topics. It will. You know,
1: that's one of them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love those types of topics. I'm I'm well aware. But. People didn't have a lot of, like, fresh angles with yeah. me when they were calling about it. Understood. I like fresh angles, Jerry. <laughs> yes. I like fresh angles. I like apples with peanut butter on them. But you had enough sticks. of the peanut butter. There's a thing, a celery sticks thing that they do with peanut butter, where I think it's called, like, something about ants, like the, the little insect ants. Yeah. Where you take the celery... You put the peanut butter, then you put chocolate chips, and it yeah. looks like ants. I thought it was raisins. Is it chocolate chips? Oh, maybe okay. it's raisins. Either way, yeah. yes, I am aware. I'll maybe mean, I'll make some of those tonight, Jerry. I'll make some. I'll make some celery ant peanut sticks. butter ant sticks. Yeah, you're
0: really. Uh, you, do you eat? <laughs> you still have pizza on Fridays? Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. Not
1: all the time, but I like. I did this weekend. I miss it. Yeah, it's tremendous.
0: I'm two weeks out now. Yeah, because
1: we do it usually
0: every Friday, and my kids had pizza Friday or Saturday. They had it last Friday. I'm like. I want pizza <laughs> and even the bagels. I haven't had a bagel now in a couple weeks. Like pizza on Friday, bagels on Sunday. Like those are the two worst things I eat. It's yeah, like, I miss it. I know it ain't good for me, but no,
1: whatever. Yeah, but well, yeah, but why don't you think you can do I, that and do be really good the rest of the time?
0: Um, because I generally do, and nothing is like nothing's right. I did find a uh, one of these guys on. I actually meant to copy and send it to you. One of these diet workout guys that supposedly has all the data behind him that talks about how your body stagnates um, based on your patterns. Like your body actually understands, like you're not going to trick it. Like if you're going to go on a diet, you know, you know, how I always tell you sometimes I'll have a calorie deficit for like 10 straight days and I will like lose nothing. He actually gives the example of how it's got to be sustained. It's not a short burst type of thing. And if you've done it before, your body knows it, which I thought was very interesting. Hmm. And how if you can try and go up and down, but in the end, the body is going to regulate because the body knows what you're doing. You ain't fooling it. It's very interesting. And it's after 40 is basically, it's almost like he was saying the body's like a computer. It knows all the data from four decades. The body keeps score, as they say. Yes, and so you can try and, unless you make real
1: changes,
0: yeah, body's gonna win.
1: It's very, it's very interesting. I, guess I always thought, like, let's say somebody was like a strict, they eating really well every day, and they weigh uh, 170 pounds, mm-hmm. and that's their weight, 170 pounds, and they're eating right every day, every day. Then they decide on Friday they're going to have a, a large pie and two donuts. Right. They're not going to gain a pound from that. I wouldn't think so. If you're talking,
0: I mean, that in, in a case like that, you're 95% clean. And yeah. I, no, I don't think anything like that would hurt you. But I think what hurts you is if it's more than the one time a week. Right. Like the, A lot of people will tell you a 75-25 diet is good. What this guy is telling you is that it's not good. You, that 25% crap. Hurt you a lot more than the seventy five percent eating Good. right. Yeah, yeah. And the sedentary life is is brutal too. Yeah, just sitting around is death. Yes. Which we
1: do. Hmm. All right. I think I'm bringing my dog in here on Wednesday. Oh, as cool. Part of a farmer's dog situation. I wanted to it's say one be thing. Awkward. One thing about your dog. Yeah.
0: I heard you and Eddie on the on the podcast last week when oh, I was yes. away, talking about how you you know, you rush out of here and you don't do anything because yes. you don't want to go out and. Let me just put this thought in your head. All right. I appreciate the fact that you feel bad for your dog, Mm -hmm. that you don't want to go out and do something fun for an hour because you left her alone for nine hours
1: already. Right, then I get home and I don't want to leave her.
0: Just think of this before you actually continue your life this way. Okay. Number one, when you leave, it's the middle of the night. The dog is going to be going back to sleep anyway after you take her out. So you're really probably talking about a time from maybe 6 to noon. Right. It's not nine. It's not nine hours. It's more like five to six hours. Number two, if you didn't adopt that dog, adopt that dog. There is a very good chance that dog gets destroyed, as many are that don't get adopted. You are providing that dog with warmth. Yes, I am air conditioning. Run of the condo. I know it doesn't have a backyard, but run of the condo. You feed it, and you bring it to a freaking doctor. That's correct. To make sure it's healthy. I promise you, you have done more for that dog than that dog could have ever asked for. So if you need to go out for an hour once in a while, F the dog. Mm -hmm. She's fine. Yeah. You have provided the dog with a wonderful life that it otherwise might not have ever had. So just give yourself a little bit of credit. Okay. And take some of that guilt off
1: your shoulders and go live your life a little bit more. I'm going to have you, Jerry, on Wednesday. When she comes in, you tell her that. I will. We're gonna sit her down right there at a microphone. I'll be happy to tell her. We tell her, Jerry. We talk we'll talk main two men. Suck it up, you could have been dead. Correct. Thank you. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch,
0: and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers.
1: Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and
0: most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, new week. It's Monday, 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 back in our normal spots. That's always good. The Rangers, yeah, they lost yesterday 10 in a row, though. The Mets and Yankees are playing. Knicks are good. The Jets and Giants aren't losing St. What a
1: day to be a sports fan, Al Dukes. Oh, yeah, Jerry, and you and I are <laughs> wearing our white hoodies. Rematch. We do match today. We match. You have a Rutgers Adidas. I will have a Boomer and Foundation uh, Under Armour situation, but both uh, very similar in color, Jerry. Yeah,
0: especially on TV, because I think you're more of a cream-colored white.
1: See, I feel like yours is more of a cream-colored white. Mm, okay. Well, they look the same on TV. They do. They look very similar, Jerry. Mm. I've been watching uh, this uh, series on the New England Patriots, Jerry, called Dynasty. It's on uh, Apple+. Plus. Right. I have to tell you, it's so good. Like, this is like, you know, sometimes they do these sports documentaries and they're not done right. Like, this is done so well. Like, everyone that you would want to be involved is involved. And they're they're really seemingly talking honestly about it. How far back does it go? Like, are they talking about the entire run? It starts at, um, I guess, where they draft Brady. Oh, it goes way back. Yeah, way back. Yeah, but like Brady's in it, and what's also weird is just seeing over that time period how people change. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Brady was a dork. Like, total well, you know the photo, dork.
0: Is, that photo went viral for years and
1: years and years. of yeah, his combine photo. He, he looks does not look like a football player. No, but even years into this mm-hmm. thing, he looks like kind of like Frankenstein in a way. He's got like a, a, a like a blockhead. He's dorky. He and then. I would love to see when the transformation happened, where he became like, I guess when he got hair plugs is when like, because his hair When he won and got paid. Yeah, you know what? (laughs) That's what happens. You're right. And he was excited about that. You get paid and your life changes. Yeah, but his hair now, as he's sitting there today being interviewed, he's got more hair just above his forehead than I've ever seen on a human. It's just an enormous amount of hair.
0: Coming from a guy who's bald and yeah. another guy who's going to be bald. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: man. Yeah. And then, like, you see how Bill Belichick was, like, just a fun-loving guy at one point. Like, well, he
0: was, though. I know. But... Until he won. And yeah. the Belichick way, became started to become mysterious and legendary. So strange. And then Spygate, and he really became the villain. Yeah. And then you start to embrace that role. I guess so. That's, but that's what it was. I mean, if you look at all the footage of him with the Giants when he was an assistant coach, it looked like Parcells was the rude SOB, and the players would go to Belichick to get away from that. And now Belichick turned into Parcells, and then some. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing.
0: Success, Alec goes to your head.
1: That and, like, the fact that they got, and I know many years have passed, and maybe this is why it's easier to do, but, like, Drew Brees, Drew, not Drew Brees, Drew Bledsoe, mm-hmm. Is in this a lot mm-hmm. and how Brady just took over f- for sure for him when he was the franchise quarterback. Yeah, and just the uh, he seems to be being very honest and uh, I killed him. About a, yeah, oh, yeah, no, he'll he said it killed him. Like, he
0: was the he was thought to be one of the you know, we talk about all these generational talents now. I hate that word, but yeah, that's the word we throw around now. Drew Bledsoe, like, was that for them? Yeah, he gets hurt you were thinking ha <laughs> the jets look what they just did to the Jets. whoops yeah <laughs> that thing goes so good
1: and the other funny thing is we talk about this how we don't our memories is are not yeah. great in some ways it's kind of fun because like i'm watching this and i and they get to the point in the documentary where the uh, the patriots are playing the greatest show on turf the, in the Rams. super bowl and i was yeah. like i wonder who wins this oh god i had no idea jerry <laughs> no idea
0: yeah well, we talk about the Super Bowls all the time, about what we remember, what we don't remember. I mean, that's just, you know, kind of yeah, the way it goes. I had no idea. Like, the idea that the Titans were a yard away from winning the Super Bowl. Like, do you remember that?
1: I mean, I remember that play.
0: Right. But but you think of the Titans as a, ugh.
1: Ugh, s- scrub but franchise. But team
0: that was in the Super Bowl and literally was a yard, yard and a half away on the final play from winning the Super Bowl. But all the, I think for us, the problem is they all they all run in to one another. They all blend. We've covered so many of them. I actually have trouble forgetting which teams were in which site. I remember at the sites we were at, but I can't place the teams in the sites. Yeah. And I covered them. Think of that. I know. It's it's very strange. It is. Biz- it's crazy, actually. Very strange. Yeah, the way but, our mind works.
1: But this is done really well if you have a chance, if anybody has a chance to watch it. There's no, a... I drew the line at Apple. I'm not getting Apple Plus TV. So I'll get it just for that, and then I'll discontinue yeah, it. I could, but I'm a
0: sucker. I get things, and then I don't cancel them. I forget. Yeah. Whatever. Hmm. Well, I've seen too. enough about the Patriots. I'm good.
1: It's good. Well, it's like uh, I'll compare it to that Michael Jordan documentary they did. Like, it's really that good. Like, you know, we were all excited about that documentary, the, the Jordan one. Yeah,
0: I. you're right. Yes. Now, a couple things there. One, we didn't live through Jordan the way we lived through the Patriots and Brady. There was yeah. no social media. The Internet, I don't even, it wasn't even around in the beginning of Jordan So the accessibility to what they were doing on a daily basis was essentially watching SportsCenter for highlights. If you were in New York, we did not know what was going on in Chicago. That's one. Um, Two, when you think about when that came out, it captivated the country. Why? It was a great, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed watching it. It was fantastic, and I'd probably watch it again if it came out. Uh, Now, it came out during the pandemic when we had nothing to watch like, if you remember, we couldn't wait for the new episode to come out on Sunday night. So we had something to do on Monday morning. Yeah. Um, so th- that's where I. you're right. They're probably one and the same. They're probably both really done well. I'm not as interested in this because there's a lot of stuff going on.
1: Yeah, it's also funny in, like, depending on what platform these things land on. Like, that was on ESPN, the uh the
0: Yeah, and they put it on Jordan ABC. One. They put it on Channel 7 during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, like, you know, like you said, to get Apple Plus, like, that's a you've got to make a commitment to be like I'm gonna. I really want to watch this.
0: Yeah, and it sounds great, but eh, I got enough going on right now. You do. I, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I got baseball starting, basketball. You, yeah, the Rangers are doing what they're doing. I got I got Rutgers going on. There's a lot happening right
1: now. Yeah, and there wasn't in the pandemic. You you think pretty quiet, pretty quiet. Well, things were still happening, right? In no, no one was playing sports. You're kidding, right? I'm trying to remember, like when, like we uh, were talking
0: about Korean baseball on Twitter. It's a fair point. Remember ba- everything, and Tiger got, King? Yeah, we talked about Tiger King, and then The Last Dance came out while all the sports were shut down. We had now nothing, Al, until the ba- hmm, the baseball season that year. So the NBA got shut down, college basketball got shut down during their conference tournaments. There was no NCAA tournament. Um, baseball was a 60 game season that Eddie, what did it start right around July 4th? Does that sound right? I think mid July, mid July. So we had no sports mid March, April, May, June. You had a couple of, I want to say there was like a made for TV golf event that we watched. I don't remember though but golf really didn't do much. Oh, yeah, the
1: the challenge thing where they would uh, team people like Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning or something. The match.
0: The match, yeah. That's right. We had that to look forward to, but we were literally locked in. Remember we were betting on uh, Russian darts?
1: Russian darts, yeah, that was very big back then.
0: Like, that's where we were at. We were watching ping pong from China, and we were watching uh, Korean baseball where they, they were the first ones to put no fans in the stands and have the season start. All right. So we had nothing for three months, point. maybe even four months. Yeah, yeah, it was a while.
1: All right. Was I was going to say this is, I think, one of the first things I recommended without uh, murder in it. But Aaron Hernandez stuff does come up. So. It has to come up. So sure. That, that, that there How is many parts is it? And I'm not sure. They How many released, did you watch? They released four parts so far. You watch all four? Um, I got one more left. And okay. Then Friday, a new one comes out. I think they do it every uh, Friday. That way you can't just get your Apple TV, watch it and unsubscribe. Right. They they milk it a little bit.
0: I'd have to wait for the whole thing to come out. To, then get it. Yeah, then get it. Watch it. Right. Cancel.
1: That's what I'm doing with uh curve your enthusiasm. For like, HBO Max. I'm gonna wait until the whole season's done, then I'm just gonna like, bang Swoom. through that all in one um in one month. Yeah. Did you happen to watch any of the see any of the highlights, Jerry, of Shane Gillis hosting Saturday Night Live? Uh I saw the whole th- well,
0: I didn't see the whole thing. I saw his monologue. That was terrific. Really? I don't find him funny. Wow. I like but you I've talked we've talked about this. You don't find this. many comedians. Funny. I don't. Like I watch them. Wow. I, like to me there was nothing funny what, about his monologue except his line about his mom.
1: What uh comedians do you find funny? Stand up wise? Like when you see their stand up, you're like, that guy's funny. I like Anthony Rodia.
0: He's a Long Island guy. I don't know who that is. I think he's very but now. I guess you'd like him. You're in a committed relationship. He, he, a lot on marriage, okay, um, which I find very funny. Um, and it's from a guy's perspective. so It's even even funnier to me. So even since you've been with Gina a long time, you probably would like him. Um, I like Vic DiBatteto. He's a Jersey Shore guy. Eddie you Murphy. There are other so guys. Going back a few years, <laughs> I would have to. I would have to go look because right. they come across my feed on YouTube like crazy. There are others I do like. I see names I'm not
1: so sure you about. Can't remember, but, but, but Shane, Gilles, I just I I don't find him funny. All right. Did you like the uh, sports betting app? Uh, was that the that they, uh, they the thing
0: about the friends? Kings. The friends at Degenerate. Yeah. That was okay. How you can bet on how your friends gonna yeah, lose that was it all. That was all right. Betting on sports. That was pretty good. That was okay. All right. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm a wonderful guy. I just don't find him funny. Okay. Well, I you,
1: don't know why. All right. Fair enough, Jerry. But Vic DiPoteto, you think he's better? I do, because he's an angry comedian. Yeah, that guy's too generic for me. Okay, that's fair. Like like generic, like, hey, a uh, am uh, Italian, one of these things. I uh, That I, gets to be a little bit yeah, much. I, I do I agree with you like there. Stuff.
0: But I do think he's funny. All right. And the other guy's my favorite, so. But that's also because it's more relatable to me. I see. I think with life.
1: All right, fair enough, Jerry. He just—I don't know. Yeah. To mm-hmm. each his own. There was buzz finally, though, about Saturday Night Live, which well, that's we've ridiculous. not had in a long time. And it was funny. So you, you know, we always joke I, I don't have cable of any sort. Yeah. The every single skit was on the Saturday Night Live YouTube channel. Yeah. Every skit. This is so how. They why make, do I need Saturday? This is do I need why NBC? they make money
0: now. Yeah. This is how they make money, because no one watches apparently live. The fun, the one thing I did find funny, if you have a chance to go back and watch, watch the two people behind him that don't crack a smile for the entire 10 minutes.
1: Behind uh, Shane
0: Gillis? Be- yes. In the band? Yes. Yeah. The woman and the guy. There's a, So, I, if I remember correctly, they're over, like, his left shoulder, and yeah. then there's a woman over his right shoulder. She does laugh from time to time. But the two over his left shoulder— they look like statues. Yeah.
1: Well, you also got to think, like, they're probably thinking, I'm on camera. True. If I laugh at a Down syndrome joke, I'm going to be in trouble. That could be. That's yeah. certainly possible. So that probably probably threw them off a little bit like, keep a straight face. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> For the full length. <laughs> yeah, the full length. <laughs> they were like, mm, I'm going to keep the straight face the entire time. <laughs> that, to me, was funny. Uh, but whatever. Hmm. Would you be interested in a Netflix documentary on the Montreal Expos? I would. I yeah. would. Is that because... That's coming out. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know when that's coming out, but it's uh, it's going to be a whole thing about the uh, Expos and how they left Montreal. And went to Washington. Yeah, you know, I had to actually try to think, like, where did they go? Yeah, yeah they're nationals. They went to Washington. Yeah. No, that,
0: that actually would interest me, because you had... I'm trying to think. There were players that played in both spots. Again, my brain is fried right now on a Monday morning, but... Um, that would intrigue me in terms of, cause I don't know the story there. Like did right. they just leave because the fans stopped going. Was it, I don't remember like me the whole either. thing with the Cleveland Browns and the rate. We know that we feel like we know that story that's been told a million times. This one, this would be interesting.
1: Yeah. I would watch
0: that. Yeah, me too. And I still do have Netflix at the moment. You do. I do. So, uh, You'd yeah,
1: definitely check that out.
0: Like, was that announced coming out soon or it's in the works and we'll see it in 2026.
1: Good question. Uh-huh. Okay, And fully read the article. <laughs> I've seen it a couple places. I've heard that about you. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it a couple places that it's coming out. Okay, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's in the works.
0: No, I don't want it in the works. <laughs> yeah, you can't float that out because <laughs> as as interested as I am, it'll
1: be another it's ten not years. That Jerry.
0: interesting. Let's see. Uh, Netflix announces documentary. Did, did this streaming service on uh, Wednesday? New documentary. When? Yeah, when. It do- I, I need to see Andre Dawson, Tim Raines. I, I don't know when it's coming out. Gary Carter uh, coming to the platform. Bu, 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 the documentary is the first to be greenlit under a new creative partnership between Netflix and Montreal-based production company Attraction. Montreal-based. So, we, we
1: don't want. It. We don't need any more Montreal-based documentaries after this. Expos this might one. not be
0: coming out for years. Oh man! It says the documentary is the uh, no. The current.
1: So it's not going to be a while untitled while, documentary
0: is set oh, to untitled? explore the setbacks. Eh. I don't know when this is coming oh, out. Oh, man, Jerry. Let's see. It will be directed by Jean-Francois oh, Poisson. He's, he's terrific. And Jean-Francois produced Jean-Francois by Poisson? Marie-Christine Proulx Yeah. and Richard Spear. So this hasn't even started
1: yet. You better be sitting down with Andre Dawson, Tim yeah. Raines. Who else is on those teams? This bothers me now. I mean, I'm sorry I brought it up to everybody and got everybody's Larry hopes up. Was Larry Walker ups. on the Expos? Everybody got their hopes up, and I Hold don't know, on. Jerry. Now you Google. asking the
0: wrong guy. All right, how about this? I don't even know the answer. What was the last year of the Expos?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question.
0: I, I don't, don't know. know that either, Jerry. Because the I feel like the Nationals have been around a long time now. I'm going to say 07. All right. You want to take a guess?
1: Uh, I'm going to say the uh, Montreal uh, Expos 2004.
0: Nailed it. Wow. I said 07. You said 04. So the 2004 Montreal Expos, all right? I'm going to pull up the 2004 Montreal Expos roster. Right now people are in traffic going, what
1: the hell is this?
0: <laughs> well, they've been saying that for the a long hell? time now, so watch who cares. Uh, here we go. The Let's see how many of these guys you would actually recognize from the Expos. I can't see, man. Wow. I feel like we're still
1: in the Sal and BT bit where they go, uh, Bud Black. Uh. <laughs> He was a pitcher. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not doing
0: that. Not at all. I just find it interesting because you talk about what our memories are like. And yeah, bad I memories. Have no recollection. I'm going to try and pull the most popular player from the 04 Astros. And I got to tell no, you, I'm exposed. going down the list. I'm sorry, exposed. Let's see. Uh, well, that's why they had a Andy Jay. Chavez was on that team. They had no good players. They had a. <sighs> Man, I sh- Tim oh, Yvon Hernandez was on that team.
1: Remember El Duque? Uh, I do. He was on that team. There's a long list of uh, players. Levon Hernandez was not El Duque, was he? Did I get that wrong? I don't know. I thought El Duque was El Duque. Oh, that was Orlando Hernandez. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Um, Brian Schneider, the catcher. Remember him? Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, you're going to have to go back to the 84 Expos if you want me to name any players. How about Nick Johnson? Remember him? He I played do
0: not. For, okay. He played for the Yankees. You don't remember him? Don't know him.
1: <laughs> I love your
0: honesty. I took a
1: decade off from baseball. How about remember. Carl Everett? Do you remember him? I know the name. Yeah. Okay. He was
0: definitely remember him.
1: <laughs> you remember Andy
0: Chavez, right?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, here's a name he had you'll that remember catch for
0: the Mets. Yes, you remember this name, Ryan Church. Yeah, he was a Met. He was also. Wow, well, these guys
1: were on the Expos back yes, in the day. Wow. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Uh, what else? It was not Jamie Carroll. Okay, you're not going to remember him. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's it. There's not. Luis Ayala, he was a pitcher. I remember him. You know what else not I remember? Much.
1: That came up during this Patriots documentary? Yeah. How good Gus Johnson was. And where did he go? He just, like, disappeared. Gus Johnson. I know he still oh, does. Gus Johnson. The play-by-play the, yeah. guy? He's with Fox. So he does a uh, lot but of. But Fox what, though? Like, did they demote Fox. him to zero no, team?
0: no, 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 no. He does Fox. Like, Fox Sports. Like, on Channel 5. So he oh. does a lot of college football. He does uh, college, but he's done some Big Ten women's basketball on Fox. He's Big done Ten some women's bi-
1: basketball? This guy was doing Patriots the games.
0: K- the Caitlin Clark games, God. which are some of the most viewed college basketball games this season. He
1: must have pissed somebody off somewhere along the no, way. No, he took a, he got paid. Well, he, got he didn't paid piss anybody off. He got, maybe, but he got paid. Okay. Because this guy was like doing... Top NFL games. Yes.
0: I don't know if he still does good. the NFL, but I will tell you, he does a lot of stuff out West. So while we might not remember him or think of yeah. him anymore out East, I would think
1: he's a very popular voice out West now. All right. If you say so, Jerry, but this guy was doing like playoff he NFL games. He also did,
0: uh, what he called the shot clock, the bleep clock just last week when yeah. we played that clip. Right, that was like, during the Iowa it? women's game because that this guy's doing women's
1: basketball because now?
0: of Caitlin Clark I'm know, telling still. you they're the but Al I think they're the most viewed college basketball games men or women this year that's why they put him on those games yeah and I'm sure I'd have to look there were a bunch of games I think on Fox yesterday or this weekend Big Ten wise I guarantee you he did one of them
1: yeah no I'm just saying like you, you you're going from you were one of the top NFL guys and now you're Doing he might women's still, basketball he might still do again it's just Iowa <laughs> but still like the other stuff is college basketball like he you don't go you don't go from you go from college basketball to the I'm gonna NFL say, I'm going to say not the opposite I'm going to say he still is doing the NFL for Fox yeah he's then he, they giving him the scrub games because we don't see him let's see real quick take a break. I'll tell you what
0: we'll take a break when I All come right, back Jerry. I'll have the answer for Gus Johnson. You got it. And what he is doing right now, and then we got more to do. We'll embarrass ourselves a little longer than Boomer and Geo at six on the fan Hello? I'm John Morgan of Morgan Bye, oh, John, <laughs> hi, John. Well, I'm John, John Morgan John will have Morgan. to wait 25 after Jerry, five. Let me play this for you
1: Please. <laughs> That's how you know you're coming back Jerry oh, How's the song go? Semi- move upside let the man yeah. go through Jerry move upside let the man go right? through Come on <laughs> who, let me go who through is this again This
0: is soul coughing Soul coughing. <laughs> That's it mm-hmm. I used to like the song back I think the this day. used to be
1: Remember Taz yeah, broadcaster, pro wrestler I do Jerry. Taz, I think yeah, at yeah. one point this was one. This was his walk-in song. That oh, was pretty cool. This is what I'd come. This could get ring. a crowd going. People, Jerry. I do Move like Move upside this. and let the man come through. Why don't you do the that? For, come uh,
0: we'll do this when you retire in five years. We'll yeah. have you walk through the crowd to soul
1: coughing. Move upside. and you could probably get the actual soul coughing. So you might play be able live to. Well, me, we Jerry. collect.
0: What was a collective soul? Who who did the um, remember back at the. The Jersey Shore with Craig. We had the live band. Gin Blossoms. The Gin, I wasn't collective soul. Gin Blossoms. They're good. Right. I like Gin Blossoms. Yeah, a lot so of people think they, they're like wuss band, no, but I, I like them. I, I like all that music. So Me too. It's fine. Uh, the answer on Gus Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is real or not, but the thing that pops up, uh, he left, which is amazing that it's 13 years ago, he left after 2011 to become the lead college football broadcaster and the lead college basketball play-by-play guy for Fox. All right. He also has done NBA games on TNT, but he left for a $4 million a year salary.
1: All right. Hey, good for you. Goodbye.
0: Nice knowing you, Gus. Too bad we don't hear you anymore. (laughs) But you know what? On the NFL. Gus (laughs) is probably living out there in the desert somewhere. Okay. Loving
1: life. All right. So there's that. Okay. Well, I'm enjoying his uh, work when he was calling uh, important NFL games back hundred years
0: I suppose, but really you're just a highlight guy now? Yeah. So watch his college college football highlights. You see
1: uh, Eh. some Gus. By the way, Jerry, Kodai Senga got a, I like the sound of this, a platelet-rich plasma injection. Mm -hmm. That sounds sounds like it'd be warm going into your body. (laughs) It might be. Right? Yeah, it's supposed to get things going again. Like right in your shoulder, Mm -hmm. right? A platelet-rich plasma. I just feel like... My entire shoulder would just be warm, like a warm... You ever do an uh, electric blanket, Jerry? A warm electric blanket on your shoulder. But, oh, give me the rich plasma. Chris, give me the rich platelet, rich plaza, Jerry. Give me more of it, more of that rich... What is it called, Jerry? Platelet rich I'm plasma. just going to lay out here and let you do this because it oh, sounds yeah. creepy. Is that blood? Yeah, I think so. so isn't like, what
0: they used to, isn't that the blood spinning they used to go
1: to Canada for? <laughs> I'm Canada serious. goes and spins your blood and then puts it... What does that do? Isn't that... It's a like? I, I'm not a doctor. I, I take don't know. your blood, Jerry, right? They I
0: spin it. spin it around yeah. real fast and I shove it right back into your body. I thought that's what that was. What is that? Isn't telling? that what A-Rod did? One of the many things? A-Rod, I, maybe. I, I yeah, I know a lot of guys Tiger did that. Tiger did
1: that, I think. Yeah, blood spinning. I'm pretty sure it was a thing in Canada. You could add Kodai Sanga to Lewis. I guess we do it here now. I guess. We don't have to send you to Canada. Whatever gets him back on the mound. To get I the mean, warm... Really? embrace of a platelet-rich plasma injection right It's into really my awful because
0: as you're doing this, all I can think about is the American Pie movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just like that, Jerry. Mm. <laughs>
0: oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, it feels so
1: good. Mm. Okay, Give me that stop, platelet-rich stop. plasma. Stop.
0: You're, you're giving me <laughs> weird visions now. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I guess uh, he's going to be shut down for three weeks, Jerry. That plasma's got to sit in there and rest. Yeah,
0: I saw that he could miss the first month of the season, but then could be – that's what I read. I don't know yeah. if that's true, that he could be ready – First start in May.
1: You know he's getting hurt again as soon as he comes back. This well, he might, what we but do. let's get him back first, and let's find out. How often can I inject him with platelet-rich I do not plasma? I call a doctor. Can I, I do that know. every – well, I was going to say we do it every start, but he needs three weeks no, of rest upon doing injecting that every, No,
0: you're not doing that every start.
1: How about this? How
0: about he actually pitches?
1: Do you think the other shoulder feels weird that it didn't get the platelet-rich plasma injection? So inject both. You know, like when you tie your one shoe, the other shoe feels like – uh, now I got to tie this one because what are we for? Because the right shoe's tighter than the left shoe. No, I don't touch the other shoe if it's oh, tied. Really? No. Oh, I've got to tie you, Eddie. Like, let's say your left shoe comes untied, you tie it up. Now it feels tighter than the right shoe. Will you go redo the right shoe? Yeah, it's imbalanced. Yeah, imbalanced. I, I don't. I don't feel imbalanced, nor do I even think about it. Yeah, see. But
0: yeah. I rarely wear shoes with laces.
1: Yeah, I was deciding that at one point. No more no more links. It's enough. Oh, come on. You just guys, slip-ins.
0: You're not... Oh, that's fine. I thought you were going to go Velcro or something. No, no. Like no. an old guy. got <laughs> no, like two so.
1: guys here, they're going to retire within the next five <laughs> years of one another. Good Lord. No, no, no. Just the, the slip-on shoe is where it's at. Those My, Velcros, those used to be for cool kids. For a very brief period. Very short period, time,
0: yeah. They did not have a long shelf life.
1: <laughs> no, why did that become then uncool? Then they became
0: the old dad look. Yeah, why? I don't know. I, I don't know.
1: Boy, sometimes... The kids they don't let a cool thing just marinate. You know they, they want to move
0: right on to the next thing. You know why? Pro- My guess would be because Nike probably didn't get on board with it. Nike was it.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like it was like a, that was like a Puma thing.
0: Maybe I don't. Or I don't remember. Else, yeah. I don't know that I ever had Velcro Velcro sneakers. I definitely I might did. have. I don't remember though. You're right. Nike was the like the. That was where it was at. If you you had to wear yeah, Nikes. The Air Jordans. like yeah. That was... If you
1: had Air Jordans back in the late 80s, early
0: 90s, it was like, oh, you got Air Jordans.
1: I still have, like, my senior yearbook that I, you know, you would go around and get your yearbook signed by all of your classmates. Mm-hmm. Multiple people referenced me wearing Nike because that's all I would wear. Look at you. You were cool, Al. All my T-shirts, all of my sneakers... Nike, Jerry. Mm -hmm. I was hoping to sign a lucrative deal, but they weren't interested in a guy who had no hits one little (laughs) year. They wouldn't get behind me. You know, I'm aware. Uh, And how am I supposed to do well if I can't get Nike behind mm. me, Jerry? I would say this, Jerry ballsy move by Rick Patino going with the white suit Saturday. Because mm-hmm. that's a that's an interesting look. Well, it's not an unusual look for him though. He's done this before. But he hasn't done it in a while. Yeah, well, we haven't seen him here in a while. And he went full white suit, mm-hmm. white shoes, and then they upset Creighton. Yes, they did. I would have no idea where Creighton is, but they were number fifteen at the time. That right? is correct. Where are, a, where is I, Creighton? I, I have no idea. You don't know either, I don't, right? And you do college I've school. never gone ask. to Creighton. I bet you Gus Johnson's doing the Creighton game. In Nebraska, oh, Creighton's in Nebraska. Is I there, believe right? so. No idea. Omaha maybe. Creighton, where is it? Omaha, middle of America. Somewhere in the middle of America. In the, uh, <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Eddie's right. There Eddie is correct. Look good for
0: them. It's a big win because now they've backed up a couple of wins in a row. I know they beat a bad Georgetown team, yeah. but they did what they had to do. This is a good one, though. And all of a sudden, you know, Rick Patino, who is getting, you know, destroyed all over the country for calling out his team and not accepting responsibility for it, now all of a sudden he can sit there and thump his chest like, right. you know, I did that with a purpose and look what happened. Okay, look uh, at me. A, the Georgetown game is
1: nothing. This one's a big win. Look at me in my white suit. And his hair looks a little bizarre in the white suit because his hair yeah, looks well, his fake. his hair looks like it's uh, shoe polish. Yeah, it looks it does like you know how Al Michaels' hair looks fake. Yes, like it looks like it's just like sprayed on. Mm-hmm. That's how Rick Pitino's hair looks, and in the white suit, it really stands out. Yeah, well, it pops. It pops. And not for the right reason. <laughs> right, you probably
0: don't want your fake hair popping. Probably not. For those it's reasons. Amazing, though, he's in his 70s. I think he's 72, I believe. Yeah, I think so. His energy, though, man, the way he runs around that sideline, not that he's, you know, jumping up and down or anything, but he rarely sits. He pretty much stands and paces the almost the entire game. He's still yelling and screaming and calling out plays. Like, you'll watch, there are a lot of college coaches, and even pro coaches, I suppose, that will sit down and just, like, watch the game. Yeah, that's that what I would do. That dude is coaching, like, every step of the way, even at his advanced age for the for the uh, business he's in. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive, as he's kept himself young as he's gotten older. When
1: you look into Rick Pitino's eyes. Satan. Th-
0: well, it's just like, that's <laughs> yeah, a guy that has
1: been through some things. Well, like, we know, it, listen, we know His that. eyes are weathered, Jerry. Yeah, I know that. I know.
0: He, he looks like he's got, and this is the passion of the game, like fire mm-hmm. burns through his head. Um, you can't question his, he's had his issues. There's no doubt about that. But in terms of his love of the game, I don't, that's unquestioned. I mean, he, you don't do this at 72 years old and right. take on a new job if you don't love do. and it's hard right now with, you know, the recruiting's become difficult. The NIL is a joke beyond jokes, and there's no stability from team to team year to year and yet he wanted to get involved cuz he loves doing it. So, you've got the off the court Rick, that's an issue. The on the court Rick though, hell of a basketball coach.
1: You think St. John's is hard to commute to? No, it's awesome. Like
0: he's got in live- Jamaica Queens. Yeah. I was I've been there a couple. We Rutgers played them in an exhibition game back in I guess it was October or early November, whatever it was. Now I went on a Saturday, it was fine. But man, try. Could you imagine trying to get there for a six thirty game on a Tuesday? Well, that's what I mean. Like can't what, be easy.
1: What's Rick Pitino's commute like? That's gotta. That's gotta take a toll on an older coach like that.
0: Well, yes and no. He's probably there early in the morning and there late in oh, the evening. He's there all day. I don't think i I don't think Rick Pitino would be driving in at eight a.m. or driving out at five p.m. I would think he's probably go in really early or midday and then leave early or leave
1: late. I would think. That's always confusing when they say Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. Like, no, Jamaica is... An island. An island yeah. somewhere. Why? Or there's Jamaica, Queens. Yeah. Uh-huh. And why isn't it just Queens? Like, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten There's island. different parts of Queens. There's different parts of Brooklyn. But you, let me ask you this. If I were to send a letter to Rick Pitino... Yeah. Does it go to Jamaica, New York, or Queens, New York? Uh, I don't know what the uh, what the address would show, but
0: that'll be dictated by the zip code.
1: Hmm. That's always been confusing to me mm-hmm. in life, in life in general. It
0: could say, I don't know, it like could when they say go... Queens, New York, but then have a zip code that's much different than Flushing, Queens,
1: New yeah, York. Yeah, right. And if I just put Queens and I give their proper zip code, that's going to the right place. Because the zip code tells the you zip code, where. Yeah. But even though if I say just... Queens, New York. The zip code should dictate where it goes. Right. I would certainly think. Flushing, not, what are we doing? Fresh Meadows. Right. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Like, even when people call in to talk and they'd say, I go, where are you calling from? Jamaica. I don't know whether they mean the. Island, right? Because they could be streaming on the free. They Odyssey could be. App.
0: They could be. If you ask them how warm it is, you could probably get an answer. It's
1: freeze it out here, right? Exactly. Oh, you're in Queens.
0: Are you in Queens. You in Queens right now? Mm-hmm. I see. How many? How many towns? And I don't even know what they call. Are they called towns? And what did you call that, Eddie? Sections of Queens. Yeah, section, sections. not town. How many sections of Brooklyn could you name? Oh man. All right. How about this? Brooklyn and Queens. Could you total up? Eight sections no. total
1: for Queens and Brooklyn. I mean, I you could just named three of them. I know. Those are my three. Okay. I really don't think I'd come up with any more. All right. Even even screening the calls. Yeah. I mean, if you said it, I'd go, oh, yeah. But, like, does Staten Island have different sections? They, it does, but generally they're
0: not referred not to as, right. as they are in Brooklyn. Right. And Queens. Like, think of, like, Bruce and Bayside. All you do is think of oh, callers, like Bruce yeah, yeah. and Bayside, Doris and Rego Park. And you where know. did we
1: used to work?
0: In Astoria. Oh, right. Astoria, Queens. Plus, you just mentioned three of them. You got <laughs> Canarsie. I mean, Blackbush. She said Bay. There's so oh, many man. different bay places. Bay Ridge. Right. Iris lot. from Bay Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> this is Iris. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. 538. We got Boomer and G- Boomer's back. He's uh, back on Monday. Him. I did, too. He's here in person. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Oh, go ahead. Hey, I have a question for you real quick before we go on to your next uh, topic that you've got written down. Yeah. When you see exclusive in a, in a newspaper article. This is an exclusive. You would think big news, oh, right? Yeah. Big news, sure. <laughs> Scrolling through the New York Post. Yeah. Red, white letters in the red box. Exclusive. exclusive. This is the. These are the next five words. Exclusive. Martha Stewart doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> what? What?
1: Come on, this is an exclusive. <laughs> you, if you report this, you better credit the New York Post. I
0: just did. Oh my! Isn't she like 80? She's Who eighty? She's eighty. Here's what she
1: wears. Oh, she doesn't wear underpants, Jerry. That's oh my you, God. Uh, you better know that for damn sure. Wow, you go commando a lot. No, I feel, it seems very wrong. I wear. I'm a big jeans guy. I couldn't put. Have jeans rubbing up against my area with no underpants? Come on, Jerry. That'd be be all chafed up. I kind of had an idea. The answer was no.
0: Scraped and chafed. Exclusive. Al Dukes wears underwear. (laughs) No one cares.
1: I think women are the ones that are not wearing underwear, which I don't understand because they got sensitive areas. Stuff going on down there. Yeah,
0: there's a lot going on down there sometimes. You know what's become very popular is this all-body deodorant products. What is this? Well, you've seen like Lumi and Mando. With a little uh, little bit of the cream, and you rub it on, and it takes away the stink. Okay. So there was one last night during I forget what I was watching, but on TV last night where it's a spray now. And it's, it's it says it's good for you for, it was a woman. Mm-hmm. It says this is good for every part of you, from your pits to your and then they bleep it out as she opens
1: her pants and sprays it. My goodness, Jerry. We've lost all this the was on a family channel right. too. This is what I, I we were falling apart over here. From your
0: pitch to your
1: bleed <laughs> and <laughs> graphic, yeah, yeah. How about that, man? Mm. Hey, what do you make of this, uh, <clears throat> Jerry? <laughs> You're a college basketball guy, Jerry. You do Rutgers University to some extent, yes. Yep. Uh, this uh, storming of the court after games. I saw it. I. I saw this
0: headline this morning. I yeah. did not have
1: a chance to get to it yet or see the video. Oh, it's a wild so video, know. Jerry. It's uh, a a dude from Duke, Kyle Filipowski. He was injured Saturday night uh, when Wake Forest beat them and the fans stormed the court. He got right. plowed
0: over. Which is something that unfortunately does happen. It happened when there was a, well, it wasn't a storming of the court. I'll mention Caitlin Clark again. She got run into by a fan who ran onto the court right. about a month ago. She was okay, but um, obviously a scary situation. This is something we've talked about this. Like, there's got to be – you want to let the students on the court, that's fine. you got to do a better job of holding them back, though, until the other team gets the hell out
1: of the way. Then let them celebrate because it can be freaky. Yeah, but they do it all the time. I know, but we got to stop that. I can't just go run on the NFL field after uh, the Jets win a game. You know what I mean? You
0: can't, but – Eddie, do they storm the football field if you beat a top team? Yes, in college. Yeah, I like it. it is a thing. It's got to be a big upset. Like it's not just a random. You know, you win a random game on a Saturday. You're not storming the court. There was a funny video last week. I think I don't know if awful announcing had it. I forget, but one of them had it where a team had lost like forty something games in a row. And when the game went final, a guy ran onto the court. And he started jumping up and down, and no one followed him. <laughs> A one man storming. <laughs> it was a one man storm. Hmm. In that case, no one got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, these things are remember when Rutgers beat Illinois with that um that buzzer beater from Ron Harper a couple of years ago. The um the Rutgers fans stormed the court when they beat Seton Hall years back. They ran it is a cool thing, but you just gotta make sure no one gets hurt. Yeah, like but what do you do when you run you jump out of your seat? You run onto the court and do what? You jump up and down in elation. Okay. And you scream and yell. And now everybody's got their phones out taking videos. Hey, look at me.
1: Now you've been around some big cowboy games, Jerry. Sure. when You were a fan. Would you have that urge to go run no. onto the field? No. Celebrate? No. Matter me of neither. fact,
0: I was at. I was a kid. I was probably what was the last year of the Jets at Shea? They played the Steelers, I believe, was the final game at Shea Stadium, which I was at. I think it was '83. Okay, so I, that's about right. I was going to say I was uh, around eight years old, so I was nine. Um, and they did go onto the field, and they tore it up. We did not. We watched We watched it, and I remember someone came up to the crowd and gave me a big chunk of grass.
1: <laughs> Here's some Shea Stadium. Which
0: I did take home. home. I did take home, and I tried to plant it in the backyard. You know, that would be great, Jerry,
1: Imagine if you planted it in an actual baseball field group well, or football. Yeah. That would be wild. That would That'd be a like cool
0: movie. My own field of dreams. Yeah,
1: that would have been like neat. as a little kid, you get this thing, you plot a plot of land, and you put it in your backyard, and it slowly grows into a. And six months later, there's a football field with the baseball diamond. That on would it. be that would be neat. That
0: would which have been was always wild. a cool look, by the way. Yeah, I always liked that. Like in September, mm-hmm. when you would be watching the NFL on CBS, or I guess it would have been NBC back in the day, and they go to the Oakland Alameda Coliseum, yeah. Al- wherever, and you have the. The bases and the infield, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I loved I loved playing neat. football on a baseball field. Not anymore, but that was neat back in the day.
1: I saw something where I, I first thought of CeeLo, and I thought, whoa, this could be a place where CeeLo could get a full-time gig. Finally, another radio station. In starting. New York? No, unfortunately, it's in Detroit. Oh. well. Pff. And then I realized it is going to be black sports radio only. Rob Parker is starting Okay, He's a guy who's been in Detroit media a long time. He did sports radio in Detroit 100 years ago. Okay. He's taking a radio station, 1270, Mm -hmm. which is practically off the AM dial. I mean, 1270? Did you even know that was a... Yeah, because I think it goes all the way to 1710. Oh, yeah, because remember we worked at 1530 WJDM. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, New Jersey? I do remember, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's starting a... All-black sports radio station, which I wasn't sure that's legal. Evidently, it is. You could just do an all-black radio station, so Zillow can't go work there. Uh, probably
0: not, nor would he move to Detroit anytime soon.
1: That'd probably be uh, the other... That
0: little detail, too.
1: Impediment to his... Yeah,
0: I don't movie. think he's going anywhere. He's kind of locked into the Jersey Shore right now. He is? He's got a better chance to go work with Chernoff again. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning
1: records? <laughs> Well, Chernoff does sports. Oh, that's true. During the week. He does sports. Let's get CeeLo in there. So Rob Parker wants to take this nationwide, he said. Okay. What about this? WFAN AM. Yeah. Let's do something with that, Jerry. we got 660
0: sitting there. Why the hell not? If that's what he does and he simulcasts and
1: it becomes like a syndicated radio. That's what he wants to do. He wants to do, uh, well, not syndicated. He wants to do like, because he wants to do Detroit only, you know, Mm -hmm. like Detroit sports. So here that wouldn't work. You'd need to do the New York version. So
0: I got it. So an an all-black New York sports station, you're saying not necessarily have his station spread out all over the country. That's what I thought you meant.
1: To be his idea. And then he goes to these uh, stations and goes, what about this? Great. So get a meeting. I was thinking of starting a non-sports sports station. Well, I, well we already do that most of the day now. Which is a apparently. sports state You call yourselves a sports station? Yeah,
0: no, I'm aware. But you
1: don't do sports. Yeah, no, I'm I'm aware. I heard a great phrase this uh, on Friday. Sports adjacent. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Like, mm-hmm. we could be sports adjacent, Jerry. But that's what we do. We're not sports, but we're adjacent to sports. You hate sports.
0: False. That's not false.
1: I'm watching a Patriots documentary, Jerry. That, no, no, no. That's
0: that's a that's like a movie. That's not watching. Is a movie. Uh, sitting down and watching a game. G has been very open and honest about not really wanting to watch sports anymore. So
1: he's sports adjacent as well.
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: Hmm.
0: I think really Boomer is a huge Ranger fan. He sports. He is, and Boomer is huge NFL. The Knicks, the Rangers. I think I fall into that category. Eddie, somewhere in between. Sal and BT, part. sports. Big time sports guys. Not sports adjacent. No, no, they, they're they here to do sports talk. Absolutely.
1: On a sports station. I might take over WFAN and call it WFAN sports adjacent. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm one of the first people
0: that was on your side and said you should, and this is going back a few years now, not just now because of Spike leaving, where I really think you could have been and maybe should have been program director. The other part of me is thankful that you're not. Yeah. No, it'd be terrible. Because I'd have to leave. I'd be like,
1: we're going to go into a more sports-adjacent type of situation yes. here. I'm going
0: to go into my car and start building a resume. I've got to get the hell out of here. Jerry, you have to talk about <laughs> streaming services. And not interested. Gutting. Sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't work for you. Oh, no. It'd be terrible. I, but I also think me. you know radio so well, you'd be good at it. I just don't agree with your thoughts on a sports station yeah people would not now guy talk tremendous
1: oh i'd be good at. i think you'd be very good at programming a guy talk station i do here's the problem no talent out there (laughs) (laughs) couldn't even fill one radio station
0: (laughs) that's right that was tried and failed Right. <laughs> well, it was successful for a while. but it think was. how long
1: ago that was. the very ones
0: moved on. right. How long were the wow stickers
1: out I see Volpe and Anthony around anywhere? You're right. get those two talking again. guys.
0: Hello. All right, we gotta take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomerangio, and then we've got a very, very, br- br- a very busy Monday program for you. Right now in Odyssey Sports Minute, brought to you by Jackpot. Order official state lottery games on your phone with Miss Amy Lawrence.
1: It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, a couple
0: more minutes. Boomer and Geo standing by on a busy Monday. What else, Al?
1: I had to uh, fix a couple things, Jerry. A uh, uh, fella let me know that uh, Detroit Mercy were 0-26 when one guy stormed oh and the and twi- I said
0: 40, so 0-26.
1: 0-26, guy. And then another fella told me that Taz didn't use Super Bon Bon as his intro. A wrestler, Jerry, by the name of... Amish Roadkill did. How the hell did you confuse Amish Roadkill with Taz? (laughs) Oh, they wrestled in the same uh, ECW at that time. Oh, okay. Taz used (laughs) War Machine by Kiss. Okay. Taz didn't seem like a Kiss guy to me, but... What evs, did Jerry? I didn't know who Taz was before he was here. Oh, he. was But a I wasn't badass. into wrestling. So, yeah. oh, I was Jerry. He was I a know badass. you were. And it, well, ECW, you said. ECW, that was yeah. Extreme Championship Wrestling. That's where they were, like smack each other with trash can lids and thumbtacks. Like, all bye. I knew
0: was WWF in the eighties. That's all oh, I knew. Oh, that was the best that Jerry, Jerry you knew the best then.
1: Yeah, I guess you didn't need to know anything more. You. But the were resurgence there. with like The Rock. Yeah. Isn't can you make the case that's that, it's that was its most popular? It probably was. Yeah. Probably was at its most popular. Uh, by the way, uh, do you remember this former MLB writer, reporter, Jerry? She was in the business for 13 years, it says. Her name was Jen Royal. Yes, I do remember the name. You do remember I her? I do, yes. Well, was she with the Red Sox for a while? Yes. Yeah. She's now a restaurant. mm And yeah. she... she um, this is she, interesting. She went all in the DMs of somebody who canceled a uh, reservation on her. Mm. The guy's excuse was that he was in the hospital and couldn't make the reservation, so he he canceled, and they they hit him with a $250 cancellation fee. A little bit excessive, by the way. And then she just lit into him on DMs about how how he's screwing the restaurant business. It was crazy. And now she's going to sue him. (laughs) I mean, if you have a chance to go look at these uh, screen grabs on Twitter. No, I saw. Because I love a good restaurant battle. You know, I like the battle. Mm -hmm. Jerry, you know I like a good restaurant battle. Yeah. So she went all in though, man.
0: She's like, not I, letting go either. I understand the idea of canceling within a few hours of a reservation yeah. and having it, especially if you agree to a cancellation fee. But when I read that it was two hundred and fifty dollars. That's pricey. Are you nuts? You want to charge thirty bucks, fine. Two fifty? Like who makes that decision?
1: Yeah, I've seen there's a couple restaurants by me that when I go to make a reservation it goes, if you cancel, it's gonna be fifty dollars. Even that's a little much, Very but at aggressive. least fifty
0: dollars is isn't two hundred and fifty dollars. Correct. I, I, yeah, I don't. I, they're they're both wrong in this case. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus, what is she doing? And then to sit there and say, I tried to
1: handle this privately, and you took a... You still typed it. Like Not only that, it was like... Ugh. A lot of time had gone by. Like, he canceled the reservation. Right, let it go. And then, like, two weeks later, she was like... It was itching at her. You know what I mean? But oh I've had that, God. too. I'd be like, you know, I was really disappointed in that sentiment. I'm gonna no, write, no, no. I'm aware. I'm going to write that resume. Except it doesn't take you two weeks. It
0: usually takes you a few hours.
1: Man, I wrote to a... <laughs> Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I wrote to a restaurant last week. I got a I got a steak, which I felt was mm. a little a little mm-hmm. thinner than it should have been. Right, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna take this to social media, Jerry. I'm not gonna write up a Google review. I'm gonna go right to the contact page and mm-hmm. no response. Good.
0: But, you know why? Because they probably
1: wanted to do to you what Jen Royal did to them. I got no response. Then I said to Gina, I go, hey, did you take a picture of that steak from the other night? Oh, come on, man. She goes, yes, I did. I go, send it to me. You took a picture of your food? Gina, you know, women always take pictures of their food. No, no, they don't. So she sent it to me. Looked pretty big. I go, this (laughs) is terrible photographic evidence. You're a disaster. (laughs) How
0: many times have you written to a restaurant? Jerry, it's so easy now. The contact page on website. You know what they don't want to hear? They don't want to hear from annoyed customers constantly. Who I would do so, it repeatedly.
1: No, no, I did. I was like,
0: I- W-F-A-N, oh, W-F-A-N, WFAN FM, WFAN
1: FM HD1, New York. Always live on the Free Odyssey app.